Lowell Jackson, and we're going to call this time together Fellowship. I'll share with you in just a moment why I think we Christians need to recover that uh, term. Uh, A little comment on the song that you just heard. They obviously were not uh, professionals and uh, uh, orchestrations and all those kind of things. That was actually a bunch of college kids uh, gathered around the guitars and the piano, just uh, enjoying that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's another thing we need to recover too, right? Just the uh, joy of the Lord, opening up to Him being our joy, being our person, bringing uh, all He is more and more into our experience. Uh, Let's touch on this word fellowship. I mentioned it yesterday, and I believe it is a term that we Christians have let the world kind of uh, dilute and pull away from us, and it's a precious term. You've heard it diluted. Uh, Sometimes cookies and punch is called fellowship. What do you think about that? Sometimes uh, civic clubs get together uh, for their business meetings or whatever, and they say, oh, it's nice to be together for fellowship. Do you you really think that's fellowship? Uh, That's a New Testament word, and it is special, very special to us Christians. Let me give you, please, uh, a little perspective on it. First um, Corinthians one nine says that uh, you and I have been called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Did you know we were called into the fellowship? And um, then um, over in uh, Paul's next letter to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen, he talks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now, which is it? The fellowship of the Son or the fellowship of the Spirit? I'm trying to make you think a little bit. Uh, later on, uh, the Apostle John, in 1 John chapter uh, 1 and verse 3, uh, he talks about the fellowship we have with the Father. Is it with the Son, with the Father, or with the Holy Spirit? I think you know. The answer is yes. But wait a minute. The New Testament talks also about another aspect of this fellowship. It's fellowship with one another, 1 John 1, 7. So um, how about this? What, what, how many angles and aspects does this fellowship have? I believe what we can conclude just from those verses, that fellowship is the triune God and man blending, mingling, flowing, enjoying one another. I believe God wants to enjoy us, and we certainly want to enjoy Him, and we've been called into an interaction, an interchange, an exchange, an enjoyment, a mutual flowing of uh, our praises to God and His flowing life and enjoyment to us. So I hope you'll join me on this little campaign we're starting out here to recover this word, fellowship. It should be something very special when we experience the triune God uh, flowing to us 
we are enjoying God and God is enjoying us in this mutual flow of the wonderful eternal life that got started when we were regenerated. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today and uh, during our fellowship time. I hope you enjoyed yesterday if you were able to join us with uh, Dr. Aaron Chin. We are going to have uh, many guests from time to time during this uh, slot that our friend Doug Apple has carved out for us. So real people talking about their real life and uh, how they approach it as a believer. So that'll be a part of most of our days. Um, a lot of things coming up um, with our friends at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. Uh, hope you will uh, get a pencil ready or pen, whatever, your phone, if you're high tech, and uh, make a note of some things because couple of these things I want to mention right away are very time sensitive. Um, and by the way, don't get hung up on the word college. Say, hey, I've been there, done that, or no, I don't want to enroll and start a college career. The opportunities uh, on Hermitage Boulevard with our friends at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center are ways to you to uh, enhance your gifts the Lord has given you for the for the use in the body of Christ or for you to go and take something that's of interest that you're, you you want to grow in your own enjoyment and personal life. So uh, don't get hung up on this college thing, okay? They offer easy ways for you to come and take what you're interested in and um, just uh, enjoy. Uh, I am particularly interested in what I'm going to be involved in, and I hope you will get interested in the next couple minutes and join me because we start Thursday night. Six o'clock, and you need to act right away. Uh, the one I'm involved in is called Becoming a Whole Person. And um, I can just share with you, I wasted many years wandering in the wilderness of uh, secular psychology and undergrad and grad school, and the basic questions were never answered. Uh, maybe they didn't consider that was their job, but we're certainly going to answer them. And we're going to answer them from God's word. Um, how did the Lord design you? Um, why did he make you the way he did? What's, the, what's your purpose in the way he made you? How can you cooperate with what he wants to do in your life? Uh, these various aspects of your personhood, uh, like your body, your soul, and your spirit, and your conscience, and your heart, and your mind, and your will, and your emotions. All of these were intentionally designed by this wonderful, wise creator that made you for a special purpose and the process he wants to take us through. Um, there's some wonderful New Testament words that describe it, like transformation, sanctification, confirmation, glorification. All starts, of course, with regeneration, salvation, renewing. And many times uh, we don't do what Paul told Timothy to do. We cut the word straight. You know, it's almost like you, we allow somebody with a um, chainsaw to do some surgery. Wouldn't that be terrible? So with God's word, we need to be finally, uh, F-I-N-E, finally approaching it um, carefully. As uh, Paul said to Timothy, cut the word straight like a good carpenter does. An old carpenter told me one time, if you, if you measure twice, you'll only have to cut once. So we want to be careful with God's word. Um, you can um, 
call our friends at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center and, and uh, sign up for this class. There's no complicated enrolling in college necessary. Just tell them you want to come. Uh, there's several um, tuition categories, depending on whether you want credit hours or don't want any credit at all. Uh, and uh, amazingly, someone has decided to pay half of your tuition cost just to encourage you to get on with it and uh, join in in this opportunity so what else do you need to do Uh, let me give you the phone number uh, 850-513-1000 850-513-1000 or if you'd like to uh, do it later in the evening online it's tcctc O-R-G. And of course, that stands for Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center, T-C-C-T-C dot O-R-G. Um, and this uh, one that I'm very excited about because I've done a little homework on it, and I think you're going to enjoy it, is going to go Thursday nights uh, on into uh, December. I hope you can make all that you can. Uh, We'll be, um, of course, graceful if you can't make every single Thursday. We are going to make it very research-oriented. So um, you'll be given the opportunity to dig into God's Word and share with us where that leads to. My view is that because of some preliminary work that I've done, I'm going to take you to the gold mines and uh, put you right at the beginning of the mind and uh, point you in the right direction, almost like a good coach does uh, with a football team or a play, and uh, let you go in and enjoy uh, what, what we're pointing you toward and bring it out, and uh, you'll, you'll retain it more, you'll be able to share it more, and we'll all be looking forward to uh, what, what you discover and what you uh, dig out of uh, God's Word and some other good um, material we're going to be making available to you. The textbooks are furnished, no additional charge. You will receive a free study Bible, no additional charge. So good opportunity. Um, and you need to act uh, very quickly on this particular one. I want to give you a, um, a little sample of what we're going to be doing in the class um, because so many of the billions of people on planet Earth uh, just don't have a purpose. It's you get on the treadmill, go through your decades, and then uh, your human life is over. Uh, but let's go back... Um, to maybe even the Old Testament and see what God was trying to show uh, humanity and specifically his people. You know, one of the most um, important questions that a human being can ask was asked way back in Psalms. Psalms chapter 8 and verse 4. It's only got three words, but it's very profound. I doubt if the philosophy classes at FSU will answer this profound question. Uh, maybe they don't consider that their responsibility. Not picking on those folks, but uh, the question in Psalm chapter 8, verse 4 is, what is man? Did anybody ever address that for you in school? What is man? And, uh, you know, Solomon supposedly had it all, had wisdom, uh, had money, plenty of it, had power, had uh, all the other pleasures that uh, most people uh, look for, and uh, and uh, he he's just basically scratched his head and said it's all vanity. Um, 
But I do appreciate something that uh, he realized in Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 3 and verse 11, um, that God has planted, don't you like that word? God has planted in man's heart eternity. Somehow, we know intuitively that we were made for a higher purpose than just mundane human living. God has planted eternity in man's heart. And um, if I can remember, um, the Amplified Version uh, says it very well because the Amplified Version really tries to grapple with the... um, the languages and give us uh, several angles and several aspects of what uh, the, you know the languages are trying to do. But um, let me see if I can pull that up here uh, in Ecclesiastes. Um, he says it's a deeply implanted purpose, a deeply implanted purpose. Um, it reminds me of something. I believe it was Tolstoy, the Russian philosopher, who became a believer. Uh, forgive me if uh, I've got the wrong one, but I believe it was Tolstoy. He's, he said, man has within him a God-shaped blank. Isn't that good? Can't you just picture uh, a jigsaw puzzle, one more piece missing, and it's right in the center of the picture? That's, that's, that's man. He has within him a God-shaped blank. Um, so um, I, I'm very impressed with, with what um, is said there in Ecclesiastes, that God has planted eternity in man's heart. Um, and we are not fulfilled unless we address that uh, unique characteristic. Um, here it is. just found it. Thank you for your patience. The Amplified says, A divinely implanted sense of purpose. A divinely implanted sense of purpose only God can satisfy. And then it goes on to say in the Amplified, the aspiration of something eternal. The aspiration of something eternal. So man is created with this uh, destiny that's bigger than himself. And we were very particularly created. Have you, have, have you visited Genesis First two chapters uh, recently, um, I think we tend to kind of blow by that uh, in, in a hurry to get sometimes to the trees or something and talk about Adam and Eve. But if you look at verse 26 in Genesis chapter 1, um, it's very, very profound. I'm going to read it slowly, so hopefully you will be impressed. Verse 26 of chapter 1 in Genesis, And God said... Aren't you glad that we have one who speaks, that our God speaks? Uh, my wife is taking a course in world religions required for her degree, and she's bringing home all these Hindu gods that she's got to memorize their names and what they do and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, in the New Testament, even uh, the apostles poked up some fun at... Uh, the listeners, when they were preaching the gospel, 
that they were worshiping dumb idols. And of course, they weren't talking about their intelligence. The idols don't speak. I, I just certainly enjoy this. And God said, okay, let's get back to the verse. And God said, let us. Have you ever noticed that? This verse, if you look at it in the Hebrew, is a mixture of singular and plural. One God. But God said, let us. Who do you think that us is? It's got to be the triune God. Let us make man in our, there's a plural again, in our image. According to our likeness. And let them have dominion. So I hope you're uh, impressed afresh that man is made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. And you know what one of my uh, favorite illustrations is? I, I can't take any credit for this illustration, but a brother shared it with me one time, and I've never forgotten it. If you can imagine a, holding up a glove, and it's very obvious that a glove is made in an image. It's made with a very particular function in mind, in a particular shape. And of course, the glove is empty. And a glove is just made for a hand. Only a hand works for a glove. Now, we can do stupid things and put other things in the glove. You know, you can put water in it, sand in it, whatever. But that's not the purpose of the glove. A glove was made in a particular shape for, with a particular purpose in mind. And um, I, I like this illustration so much because uh, if that purpose is not fulfilled, the glove is useless, lifeless, limp, and uh, never fulfills its purpose. So we were made in an image. This verse says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And um, we, or if you can imagine taking an empty glove and sliding your hand in it, of course, what happens? You can wiggle the little finger. You can wiggle the thumb. You can wiggle the forefinger. But is that motion coming from the glove? It's coming from a, another life. It's not a perfect illustration because our life mingles with God and his life mingles with us to make us uh, one corporate entity, the body of Christ. But it is, I think, very helpful that what that glove with a hand in it is doing is what? It's expressing the hand. And this is what man was created to do is to be um, a container a vessel that God could fill and express himself through so that uh, planet Earth would know what God is like, what God wants to say, what God is doing. God would have an expression on the earth. Um, and the other thing in that verse, too, that is, uh, should impress us um, is that it says, let man have dominion. That's the first time that word has popped up in the creation story. If you look at the creation story, each subsequent day, 
It's the word says there's more light. It starts with a, a lower light. The next day there's a a brighter light, and it goes through uh, the days. And each day there's more light and a higher form of creation. Until, of course, the last day, man is created and uh, on the brightest light. So man was created specifically to represent God. No other creature as much as we can appreciate them, enjoy them, has that particular function or that role in creation. And God said, let man have dominion. Dominion, of course, is a, a kind of a ruling, a, um, a ruling on behalf of God. It's interesting that God wants man to rule his creation on uh, his behalf. He delegates that authority. And, you know, you don't need any, um, any uh, ruling or authority unless there's a problem. In Tallahassee, we wouldn't need our wonderful police department and our sheriff if there wasn't lawlessness going on. So since by this uh, point uh, there's a, a rebellion in heaven that has uh, come to earth, um, there needs to be a uh, subjection, a ruling, a dominion. And God says to man, that's your job. That's your role. So he, he made us in a particular way. Let me give you another verse that uh, you may have missed. And it puts this uh, in the context because um, man, unlike any other creature, has these three aspects, these three dimensions, these three realms. We were made uh, with a body so we could experience uh, the physical realm. We were made with a soul. In fact, the word soul comes from psychology, or I should say psychology comes from soul, suke. Then here's man with a very unique aspect, a center. If you can kind of picture a bullseye, three circles, the center is our human spirit. Our human spirit, not the div Holy Spirit, or God as the Spirit, but man was made with a spirit. Let me read a verse to you that puts this in amazing context. Zechariah 12. How long has it been since you read Zechariah? Probably a long time if you're like me. But Zechariah 12.1 says, The burden of the word of Jehovah concerning Israel. Now, what does that mean? The word of Jehovah has a bit heavy burden. A heavy weight uh, concerning Israel, God's people. Here it is. Thus declares Jehovah, who stretches forth the heavens and lays the foundation of the earth. Is this big stuff? But listen how it closes out. I'm going to repeat what I just said. Who stretches forth the heavens and lays the foundations of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him. Do you realize that God ranks the creation of your spiritual aspect, your human spirit that gives you, you and I so much potential? He ranks that with stretching the heavens. If that doesn't impress you, go out tonight and take a look at the stars and the moon. He ranks that with laying the foundations of the earth. 
our human spirit is a big deal. Job in uh, chapter 32, verse 8 says, But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. In other words, Job is saying here that, you know, you can be on God's channel because you have a spirit. And as the Lord said in John, God is spirit. How about Proverbs 20, verse 27? The spirit of man is the lamp of Jehovah. We've got a lamp in us. It's God as our lamp. Where is it? It's in our human spirit. And it, the verse says, stretching all, or excuse me, searching, searching all the innermost parts of our being. So uh, I just want us to be impressed here that we are made three-dimensionally. Certainly, we want to enjoy all the physical things. And we do that, of course, with our outer layer, our outer circle, the physical aspect of us, the body. You remember where the body came from? Genesis chapter 2. It came from dust. And God took that dust and breathed his breath into it. And it became what? A soul, that center part. And when God is through and we're through with our body, you know where it goes. It goes back to dust. So we have these uh, three uh, aspects of our being. And uh, we're going to be really developing this in the class over at uh, Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center beginning this Thursday night. So I'm really encouraging you with this little sample to uh, get uh, signed up. Um, great opportunity in terms of the finances. And even if all of these half-price opportunities I've mentioned are or a problem, you just talk to the folks over there, they will work with you. But I'm giving you just a little introduction as to how we're going to be spending uh, the next uh, 10 weeks. Um, so please uh, consider this, and uh, let's go on a, a great uh, journey together. And as our friend uh, Doug Apple gets his uh, talented fingers on the knobs here, I just for us to take a short break, I want to remind you of uh, the way that... Uh, the Apostle Paul described uh, all of this when he was writing to the Corinthians. Um, we're going to kind of race over from uh, the Old Testament to the New Testament. And Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure. What's the treasure? We have a treasure. We have this treasure. And, of course, he, the context there, he's talking about the Christ of glory, God's expression, God's testimony, God's Son on the earth. Now we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us, not out of us. I hope you appreciate the contrast there and what Paul is trying to uh, communicate to us. A worthless earthen vessel, a pot made out of dirt, but yet inside the pot is the priceless treasure of the universe. God himself has come as the Son to be experienced as the Spirit and make his home in us. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. This is Lowell Jackson and we are calling this time Fellowship. 
My name is Mary. I am assistant professor at Florida State University. I enjoy teaching and research on campus. As a researcher, I have many discoveries. But the biggest discovery is the fact that I have a human spirit. Whenever I call, Oh Lord Jesus, I get the response of this wonderful person, the eternal God, right in my spirit. I am happy living in the presence of the Lord. I invite you to experience this unspeakable joy by calling on Him from deep within your spirit and your heart. Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption to redeem fallen man back to God. And the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. This is Lowell Jackson, and let's have some more fellowship. I hope you're uh, enjoying uh, that word uh, more and more as we learn how to experience uh, the triune God being with us, in us, flowing to us, and uh, our flowing our praise and appreciation back to the triune God. So that's what I believe fellowship is all about, just like the circulation in our body. It's uh, life flowing, nourishing, uh, supplying, and uh, just uh, making us uh, vital. I am trying to give you a little introduction to a class over at uh, Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center that starts this Thursday night that you can still sign up for if you will give those nice folks a call and tell them you want to be involved to uh, make sure there is a place for you. Uh, Their phone number is 850-513-1000, or you can go online at tcctc.org. T-C-C-T-C-dot-O-R-G. Uh, this particular class that I'm involved in is called Becoming a Whole Person. Becoming a Whole Person. Uh, you know, the fall of man r- really damaged us. This beautiful beginning that I described earlier in the program in Genesis when God created man in his image, according to his likeness, and gave us dominion on the earth, got greatly damaged, of course, by the fall. Um, But the good news is our wonderful God 
did not hit the delete button and eliminate the Earth, move on to some other solar system, some other planet, whatever, but mercifully came to us to take care of our sin problem judicially and then to be life to us and give us organic salvation. So we not only have judicial redemption, but organic salvation. He, not only the blood of the Lamb to, for the forgiveness of our sins, but Christ being the bread of life to be our sustenance, to, to supply us. Uh, the key verse that uh, our course is going to be built around is God's desire as described in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. The God of peace himself. Now, did you notice that? He's not delegating this. The God of peace himself. Sanctify you. Don't get kind of a religious concept of that word sanctification. It doesn't mean weird. It just means special set apart, a particular expression, a particular um, motive in mind. Sanctify you wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y. Obviously, that means completely, thoroughly, totally. The God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these conjunctions in there with an and in between spirit and in between soul and in between body indicate that man is tripartite, three-dimensional, three aspects to experience three realms. The body for the physical realm, the soul for the psychological realm, things like our feelings, our emotions, our, uh, our thoughts. Um, God wants us to have feelings and thoughts uh, and cho make choices with our will. He has a will. He has feelings. Um, he has desires. So we're made again in his likeness with his image. And then we have uh, this unique part of us, our spirit, to help us relate, communicate, worship, experience God. Um, I mentioned uh, several verses. Uh, let me give you a couple more that I think uh, point out to you where God wants to operate from, his base of operation in us. Second Timothy 4.22 is the last verse. It's the last speaking that we know of from the Apostle Paul to his, shall we call him, uh, star pupil, a young man named Timothy. Timothy was loyal. Others deserted Paul. But Timothy, young Timothy, stayed with Paul. It's a very dear, sweet relationship. What do you think the last thing the old, aging Apostle Paul would say to his very special young uh, follower, Timothy? Well, the last verse, 2 Timothy chapter 4, 22. The Lord be with your spirit. 
Grace be with you. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. So our spirit is what gets regenerated in what we Christians call the new birth, or what uh, the Lord told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Of course, he didn't understand that, uh, so the Lord had to explain that uh, a spiritual birth produces uh, a spiritual beginning, a human spirit. And he said, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the capital S spirit is small s spirit. So our deadened spirit, as it says in Ephesians, we were dead in trespasses and sin. Our spirit was dead, dysfunctional, inoperative, dormant, got regened with another life, divine life, eternal life, got regened in that new birth experience. And then the Lord explained in John chapter 4, verse 24, that God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truthfulness. Um, that is our uh, heavenly ladder, to use uh, the term in the uh, Old, Old Testament of the Jacob's dream. That's the uh, connection between us and God is the spirit-to-spirit -spirit connection. Starts with our new birth, and it's a ongoing, continuous uh, connection, just like other wirings that you have uh, in, in your uh, daily life that connect two things together. Um, let me give you a couple other verses I think you're going to really enjoy with this uh, perspective in mind. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 says, The Spirit, that's a capital S, witnesses with our spirit. Do you see what's going on there? The Spirit, capital S, is doing some communicating, some testifying, some validating, some substantiating, and it's doing it with our spirit. The Spirit witnesses with our spirit, what? That we are children of God. Because, you know, that is so amazing. Uh, if you told somebody who's not a believer that you're a child of God, they may want to call for the folks with the white coats. Wondering, uh, who does this person think they are? Related to God? They're God's offspring? God's child? Well, we are, and the Spirit validates that, confirms that, that we are the children of God. We've been born of God. Um, how about this uh, verse? This is, I think, describes your mind in your typical day. 2 Corinthians 4.16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, is that your experience? Sorry to break the news to you, but I'm told at about 18 or 19 or 20 years of age, we, we peak physically, and it's kind of a slow decline from there on, then on. Um, we see the outer man decaying, but the verse doesn't end there. It says, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. So what the Lord wants to do is to be involved in an active process. Uh, 
of renewing, this traffic we're talking about, this flow of life, that it would be day by day, and we would enjoy this connection we have. God is spirit, and we worship him in spirit. Philippians 4, 23 says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and what's grace? It's just God enjoyed, God experienced. Whatever our, our aspect of experiencing him is, if it's genuine, it's just grace, our knowing God in a subjective way. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your, how would you fill in that blank? And Philippians 4.23 says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So I hope you're, uh, you know, really enjoying this uh, aspect. We're going to be digging into it uh, much more specifically in our class over at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center in this class called Becoming a Whole Person because there's much more to uh, how the Lord made us. Each of these three aspects, our body, soul, and our spirit, have three additional aspects to them. Have you ever thought about that? Is there any part of your physical being, your body, that's not blood, flesh, or bone? How about your soul, the psychological part? You can't see it, but it's very, very real, right? Our soul is our mind, where we have thoughts, of course. It's our emotions, where, of course, we have feelings, we love, we hate, uh, we, this or that. And then our will which is what we make choices with. That's all a part of our psychic, uh, our psychic makeup, our psychological aspect. And then our spirit. Have you ever thought about your spirit has three aspects to it, three uh, functions? Um, and we will show you these, of course, from God's Word. I, you will certainly never be expected to take my word for it. Uh, all this is in the Scripture uh, to show that... Um, we have an aspect of us, the Bible calls our conscience. Our conscience is a part of our human spirit that gets enlivened, resurrected in the new birth, and needs to be become a functioning part of our daily living. If our conscience is bothering us, we got the problem. If our conscience is clear, our sky is clear with the Lord. Paul said, I strive, I work at, I labor. To have a conscience that's void of offense with God and man. No problem with man, no problem with God. Our conscience needs to be a very active part of our spirit. And then uh, there's another aspect of our human regenerated spirit. It's what I, I think we will see in the scripture called intuition. That means that uh, you just have a sense within. You can't explain it, but there's just an inner sense that, uh, you know, I should take this way or I shouldn't take this way. I should do this or I shouldn't do that. You can't explain it. And many times I've uh, logically thought I should be doing something or making a decision or going forward, but yet there was a, there's a reservation inwardly. And when we follow that reservation and don't violate it, many times down the road our mind catches up. And we say, oh, that's why I didn't have peace within. Um, 
That's why I didn't have the clearance within to go forward. Very subjective, hard to explain, but our human regenerated spirit gives us that divine intuition um, that how God feels about something that we're involved in or about to uh, uh, make a decision on. Remember that verse I mentioned earlier, John, excuse me, Job 32.8, but there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. How about that? And then the third aspect of our uh, human spirit is this aspect of uh, fellowship with God, worship with God, being uh, just just enjoying God throughout our, our day, that we have now the ability to worship God, as the Lord Jesus said, in spirit. So <clears throat> all of these are aspects of our being. We are... Uh, a lot more complicated than we might uh, have realized. We're going to see how each of them work. We're going to see from the scriptures. And very importantly, we're going to see how we can uh, cooperate and uh, let the Lord do this process that it talks about in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that he wants to sanctify us wholly. Um, Paul said that uh, he serve God in his spirit. That's Romans uh, one nine. He also told the Philippians that that he serves, you know, by the spirit. Uh, we've got to learn how to use our spirit. Um, our spirit is where God is. He has mingled himself with us and come to live in our spirit. First Corinthians six seventeen says, "He who is joined." To the Lord is one spirit. So we are one spirit with the Lord when we got joined in this new birth experience. Um, well, I hope we're uh, giving you a little bit of uh, inspiration to uh, join us on the journey starting uh, Thursday night, but you do need to act quickly to uh, make sure we're ready for you and our friends over at Tallahassee Christian college and training center are ready for you the name of this class is called becoming a whole person their number is 850-513-1000 or tcctc.org uh, our friend Doug Apple has got his uh, fingers on some knobs here. We're going to take a short break, but I want you to get uh, something to write with because I'm going to give you some very helpful websites where you can get some resources uh, absolutely free of charge. Well, at least most of them are free of charge. You don't even have to pay the postage. So uh, some good opportunities for you on those. And I'll give you a phone number and a, another uh, email address in case you would like to uh, open your home or have somebody visit your home or you visit our home and enjoy the Lord uh, house to house day by day as it talks about in Acts chapter 2. So be ready and we will be right back. My name is Mike Lynch. I'm a believer. 
and I received the Lord in a home in Memphis, Tennessee, and I recently moved to Tallahassee, Florida, well, just a few years ago. In Acts 2.46, when the apostles started meeting together, the believers first started meeting together, they met in homes, and it said, day by day from house to house. And this really affected me because I myself received the Lord and had my beginning of following the Lord in a home. Anyway, uh, I, I would just like to say this to believers. This is another way other than meeting in a large church building. And if you are interested in this, would you please call and leave a message at 850-692-9558. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. sense that God is with you. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. Jesus was the name given by God, whereas Emmanuel, meaning God with us, was the name by which man called him. Jesus the Savior is God with us. He is God, and He is also God incarnated to dwell among us. He is not only God, but God with us. Scripture, Matthew 1.23, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org. taking such uh, good care of us. Uh, This is Lowell Jackson, and we're just having uh, fellowship. I love that word. I hope you're falling in love with that word. That's a a dynamism. That's a flowing. That's a uh, subjective experience of uh, enjoying uh, God and the traffic between us and the triune God. Fellowship. What a beautiful word. Let's recover it, fellow believers, and uh, take it out of the realm of uh, Kool-Aid and cookies. How about that? Okay, may I challenge you on that? Let's fall in love with that word all over again. It's all through uh, the New Testament. Um, I want to give you one more verse about this uh, as a sample of what we're going to be getting into in this class called uh, Becoming a Whole Person. Because when we start to see all of these components of our being and how God wisely designed us and how they relate together, we can start uh, uh, holistically uh, moving our whole being in the same direction, which is, of course, uh, Godward. Um, uh, There's a verse, I can't remember right now where it is, but it says that God has called us upward, and that's the trajectory we should be on. Uh, that kind of process. But let me give you an example of what I'm talking about when we start to get uh, these aspects of our being working together. Romans 8, 6 says, For the mind, the mind set on the flesh is death, and the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. 
Did you ever think of your mind as like um, one of those uh, channel selectors that uh, you have in your home? You can go, some of you can go to hundreds of places, um, and you just uh, use that little thing in your hand to set it. Our mind is all over the board. I don't know about yours, but mine just gallops wildly to things that it shouldn't be going to. So we have to set our mind. It needs to come under our control. And um, the verse here is bottom line. If we set our mind on the fleshly stuff, the contaminated stuff, the fallen stuff, it's death. And of course, it's not really talking here about physical death so much. That could eventually come. It's talking about spiritual death. We get deadened in our enjoyment of God. But the mindset on the spirit, remember we saw earlier in the program that uh, our human spirit, our regenerated human spirit, is where uh, God has set up his operation in us. If we set our mind on this, our human spirit, it's life. And of course, that word in the Greek is the divine life, zoe life, the eternal life, the life of God. And it's peace, peace. And I don't know about you, but anxieties are always attacking our mind. Worry about this. Worry about that. Worry about the other thing. And we just need to change channels. Set our mind on this wonderful one who's within us. Uh, just uh, You can say a, a simple praise to the Lord at a traffic light on Capitol Circle. It might be a little self-conscious at first. But I think you'll find it's a nice way to change channels, a nice way to set the mind. Even, you know, the Lord wants us to be romantic. He's not looking for, you know, tremendous uh, conquerors. He's looking for a romantic bride. That's what the Word says he's coming back for. Um, and just to say, Lord Jesus, I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, that's a setting. That's a changing channels. That's a getting away from the dead, death-causing things back to life-causing channel and peace, getting out of the realm of anxiety and problems. Well, I, that's just a little example of how we're going to learn how to cooperate with uh, how the Lord made us and where he wants to take us, how we can moment by moment be uh, experiencing that. We had uh, yesterday on the program a uh, local physician, Dr. Aaron Chen, who uh, shared with us how he is living the Christian life at a busy, busy, busy Tallahassee hospital and the pressures that they face in their 12-hour days. Um, and um, he mentioned a couple things that I want to follow up on and let you uh, tap into, if you're interested, if you think it would help your Christian life. He mentions that he has uh, a meeting in his home once a week. Uh, different ages come, college students, uh, senior citizens, uh, young families with uh, energetic kids, you know, sounds kind of like a lively situation. What do you think? If you would like to meet some neighbors... As my friend, uh, my dear brother, Mike Lynch, mentioned in, during our break, he came to the Lord at a home. So the home is very special to him in terms of how Christ is experienced. That was the pattern, of course, in Acts chapter 2. If you'd like to meet some neighbors that uh, would love to have you over to their home or 
you want to invite them to your home, um, you can leave a message at this particular phone number. That's what it's for. Just leave a message, your name, your number, maybe what part of town you're in. That'll help us to call you back with a suggestion or two. Uh, the voicemail for finding some neighbors to enjoy the Lord with is 850-692-9558. 692-9558. That's a voicemail for getting together with other Christians uh, in your part of town. If you prefer to use email, the email for this particular uh, purpose is Christian Connect Tallahassee. Christian Connect Tallahassee at gmail.com. Now, one other uh, thing I want to offer you in case you missed yesterday, Dr. Chen mentioned uh, how important it is to start the day just like God starts the earth with a rising of the sun, a changing from darkness to light. Maybe the Lord just made the sun so we would get a message that when we wake up, we've been almost unconscious, almost dead. So we need uh, also a spiritual resurrection, a spiritual rising up. And how important it is just to uh, take a few minutes, if, you, if that's all you have, and open to the Lord. And um, just ask Him to freshly uh, come into uh, our experience. So I want to give you a, a free website where you can uh, get uh, a verse every morning and a paragraph or two of inspiration if you have time to enjoy that verse even more. It's uh, www.emana.com. That's E-M-A-N-N-A.com. And you just give them your email address and they will send you uh, overnight a uh, verse of scripture and some help in, in starting your day right. One more time, I want to make sure that you take advantage of uh, the matching offer for somebody paying half of your tuition to sign up for the class at Tallahassee Christian College and Training Center. The time is almost up. Uh, the class I'm involved in, Becoming a Whole Person, starts uh, Thursday night. Uh, the number is 513-1000. This is Lowell Jackson with Fellowship. Please join us tomorrow.